what's going on what's going on what's going on <clears throat> let me change that again yeah clear my throat that's not corona it's just allergies but uh what's going on guys thank you guys for your continued support i hate average podcast i'm your host jay jacobs so excited to talk to you guys uh trying to stay consistent during these trying times i got some information for you guys i want you guys to listen to to check out we had a great great conversation with michael james she's known as the bougie budgeter check her out check out her website but first listen to this episode she gave so many tools and insights and great information for you guys but first before we get to her i want to thank you guys again i'll also give you guys a quick update so we're updating the website it was averagej.com for a long time we had some cool content some cool blogs and of course we had episodes of the podcast but we're pivoting we're changing the new website is ihateaverage.com ihateaverage.com you guys are going to enjoy the new updated website the email list is going to stay the same you guys can still sign up for the email list go on ihateaverage.com so you can get the, the weekly newsletter we're going to be staying consistent with that also of course we're going to have podcast episodes there and other blogs other content so that's the new website ihateaverage.com please check it out thank you guys so much of course you can rate review subscribe on all of your podcast platforms i hate average podcast on itunes on uh not itunes apple Podcasts, on spotify on soundcloud everywhere of course you can listen to it so thank you guys for your continued support Here's my conversation with Michael James, and we got a little surprise for you guys at the end. So check it out. We have a very, very, very special guest, uh, especially at these times. We got Michael James, the bougie budgeter. How you doing, Michael? I am doing great. How are you? I am great. I'm great. Also, um, of course, things can be better, but I'm, I'm I really am doing great at this time. Um, we're alive. We're healthy. So that's always a good thing. So the bougie budgeter, uh, how, how did that start? Where did where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, so again, uh, I'm glad to hear that you're in perfect health. Um, so far, my family has been in perfect health and not too badly affected by um, you know what's happening. And how I got started with my brand, honestly. I credit a lot to it. I don't know if you know about the Budgetista, but she's this dope black woman who teaches financial literacy. And I kind of gotten inspired from just what she does. And I was like, you know, I can teach financial literacy. I can make it fun. I can make it relatable. And I can make it something that is connecting to people that look like me and my age range and, um, that's how I thought of it. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, who am I? And I'm like, you know, I'm bougie. I like nice things. <laughs> I like to enjoy life. And I believe that money is here to help me not only survive, but also thrive and enjoy life. True. And a lot of the financial materials I was getting and a lot of the information is more of a a sacrificial type of investment. Like, you know, the wants versus needs, all you ha- all you should only spend money on, on needs, never wants, and like stripping your whole life down True. in the name of debt freedom or financial freedom. And to me, that doesn't make sense. Like, how am I supposed to claim that I'm financially free while living a life 
that does not benefit me or is not the life that I desire exactly. or you, I you can't live free. You, you want to be financially free, but you can't live free. Exactly. Yeah. And so Bougie Budget is dedicated to, you know, educating, empowering and engaging young professionals like me of how to create, you know, their best life. Because your best life can only be created if you have the proper finances. And, yeah, so that is what I do. I love what I do. I love educating people about money. I love money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an accountant by trade. I graduated from Hampton University. I have my MBA. And I am 24, but I have been studying accounting for the last 10 years. Yeah, which is amazing. Of course, with your major... um, well, it's, it's a lot of, of business majors and, and um, accounting and finance majors who are young, but they don't take money as serious. So when did you yourself just to say, you know what, I'm going to take money serious before you started teaching? And when did you before you re- were even following the budget Easter, like when would you start taking money serious? So I started taking money serious. Well, actually. Again, I, I've always had a love for money and not just like money as in like the things that I can buy, but I got addicted to just the, the system of money. And that's how I got into understanding and teaching, especially um, my own personal story. When I graduated from college, I my starting salary, my first salary out of college was and that was almost $10,000 more than my mom was making currently and about half of my parents combined salary and I'm 22 I'm like you know what do I do I get and like like what else do you do when you have an extra $5,000 bonus living at home (laughs) you blow it on I don't know all I have from my bonus check is a case papers and some AirPods, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that does not equal $5,000, but for some reason, the $5,000 has disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I need to get a handle of, on this, and I tried to do the the regular budgeting, the, you know, listing out everything that I've ever spent and, like, trying to figure out, okay, well, how much am I going to budget for my hair? How much am I going to budget for all of these, like, little things? And every time I looked at my budget, it just felt like a bad report card. And I'm like, okay, well, what am I doing wrong? And that's when I developed the financial flow to create an actual system. And, again, like I said, I think of money as a system because that's what it is. Mm. And I've decided to create a system that doesn't really focus on the small day-to-day tasks or purchases and understands your money in an overall view. Yeah, and I I noticed, like you said, like just the the expense of your hair and nails, like a lot of budgets, like the Dave Ramsey types, they'll say, oh, just sacrifice, just don't do your hair. So it's good that you you add basically luxuries into your budget. Yeah, no, um, I think that COVID-19 is really showing us that beauty and personal grooming is not something that, you know, we all want to take into our own hands, and that's fine, (laughs) and I'm never going to be the finance expert that tells you that you have to cut that out of your life, because if that's what makes you happy, 
And as long as your bills are paid, your savings are stacked, I don't care what you spend your, your money on. Like, what what is that going to change if if today I lose my job, I am not out of a house, I'm not out of a home, and I still have food to eat. Like, you know, I can still survive if I lost my job today. And mm-hmm. that's where, you know, the financial freedom comes into play, the ability to still earn money or have money to survive off of, even if one of your income sources has been shut down or shut off for a temporary or a long period of time. True. And, and I think it's this time especially is kind of making people focus more on financial freedom, right? Because, you know, everyone, they, they budget, they used to their, their biweekly paycheck, but when, what are you going to do, God forbid, when that's cut off? And now I think people are realizing that. And I think people are going to start running to you or people like you to, to really try to get a grasp on things. Yeah, absolutely. And then especially in this time, one one thing that I will definitely say this time is also exposing a lot of the companies who are who can give things away for free or are willing to negotiate bills and those kind of things so you're understanding like what is a negotiable and what is something that you need to survive so one thing I also do is instead of doing the 50 30 20 rule which I feel like is like a little vague and a little outdated I like to create I like to budget my allocate my budget a little bit differently so you know, 40% should be going to your survival. So things that helped you survive, like your food, water, medications, things that you basically need to not die. <laughs> yeah. And then your negotiables would be, your non-negotiables, I'm sorry, your non-negotiables would be like things that you don't necessarily need to survive. Like you're not going to die without it, but you need it to thrive. Like you need them to be to yourself be successful. Too. Yeah, yeah be successful in life so maybe like your transportation or honestly wi-fi like that is something that you need to to thrive like True. even if i lost my job today i still need my wi-fi like i still <laughs> need wi-fi because that's going to help me to get the next job I, I still need those things so understanding things that you really need to like thrive off of for life True. and then then you want to do 15% towards your savings, 15% towards savings because savings is very important, especially in this time. Um, for me personally, I'm kind of renegotiating my budget, reconfiguring it to bulk up on my savings. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that in the industry that I work in right now, I, um, full-time I work in defense, that's not going anywhere, but you want to prepare in case you don't have a job, you want to prepare for that time when you don't have a job. Yeah. So I'm going to slow down on paying some bills or not paying some bills off, but slow down on <laughs> some debt payment and increase on my emergency savings until I have a healthy emergency savings where, you know, if I lose my job that or my main source of income that I have small things that will still be able to pay the bills, but I also have a healthy six month savings that I'm not going to even be worried about, you know, where my next meal is going to come or where my rent is going to come from because I have that already, already saved, already baked in. 
That's true. And then the last two parts is, you know, your your negotiables, that's your fun stuff, you know. You don't really need it to survive or thrive, but you need those things to, you know, buy things that you love. It, it enhances your quality of life to the utmost. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're extra grooming and maybe an Uber instead of just the gas money, you know. Yeah. And then you also want to make sure you have investing inside of your budget. Because if you don't budget for investing, it's not going to happen. So, and a lot of times I see people putting investing on the outside of their budget as a luxury. And investing is not a luxury. Of Investing needs to be a part of your budget. Mm. So you wouldn't put like the the investing in the same part as the savings? No, those are two different things. Mm. Because listen, when you're when you're saving, you know, your emergency fund or like saving for vacations and things like that, that's one that's one type of savings. So mm-hmm. that's your emergency fund and maybe your long-term savings if you're saving for something like a house or short-term savings if that's going to be like a vacation, something that's going to happen within the next year. Yeah. And your investing, your investment account is completely different because you'll have to have a a brokerage account. Like everything for investment is going to be something completely separate. So you need to separate those things out. Your savings and your investments are two different things, and you need to treat them as such. Mm. Um, but again, like investing is, and I'm not just talking stock market investing. Yeah. Because a lot of people get a little confused when I say investing that they think that. It's just investing your money in the stock market. There are so many different ways to be an investor. You can be a stock market investor. You can be a real estate investor. You can be an angel investor. That's something that I'm looking into, you know, down the line. I think I want to be, actually, no, not I think. I definitely want to be an angel (laughs) investor to invest in up-and-coming businesses that are going to change the world. You can invest. Being an investor could also mean investing in your own business and putting money aside to put into your own business. True. So you need to understand what type of investing, you know, um, interests you as well and put money towards that, whether that is saving the money to have a big pot to be an angel investor or that is putting money into an index fund, putting money into um, a real estate investment property, like, there's so many different ways to be an investor, but you need to have your money working for you some type of way because we Definitely. cannot become wealthy. We cannot become financially free strictly off of say a savings account. Definitely. I definitely agree. So do you think that people, because of course you speak to more people about money than, than the average person. Do you think that people take investing seriously or people is something that people put off most of the time? I think that people are scared of investing Mm. because they don't want to lose money and they know that there's a potential to lose your money. Right. And we're emotional, we're emotional creatures and we have emotions attached to money. Mm. There's always going to be some type of psychological and emotional factor placed into your money. But, until you understand that money is not real, it is a tool. Yes. It is not the source of happiness. It is an exchange for things to help you thrive to become happy. True. Right? 
And until we understand that, people are are always going to be afraid to invest in any type of investment because they're so scared to lose money. But money is like a hammer, you know? Like, when you think of a tool, the, at the end of the day, you want to build the house, right? Yeah. But <laughs> you need a hammer. True. And the money is the hammer, okay? And you're not going to cry if you lose your hammer. You're just going to go and figure out a way to get a new one. True. So... <laughs> that's how I think about money. Like it is not, it's not my end all be all, but I need, I know that I need money to, you know, continue to spread my message, to continue to educate people. I need money and resources to do that. But the money is never the goal. It's just the tool. Definitely. And, and I, I see, like you said, it's money is is so emotional because I I was, I've been looking, um, I invest a little bit, but I want to start investing more. Um, but I've been seeing how the stock market is crashing and it's not based on like the value of companies being lower. It's just basically fear. People are just panicking and just pulling their money out. So do you see this as a like a reset button where people can really take time and, and have a really strong investment strategy and benefit from um, this situation? So there are so many resources and, and and a lot of people are asking this question about is it a good time to be investing, you know, should they be taking their money out of the market, should they be putting it in? And my answer to that, and I'm not a financial planner by any means. I am an accountant, completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but one thing that you could do, because I, I keep saying that, you know, the stock market is down. A lot of companies that people are going to say that these stocks are on discount, whatever that means. Stocks are low right now. Yes. And there are a couple different ways to get into the stock market. Me personally, I do not do individual stocks. Mm. That is not my forte. I don't like to research specific companies and try to understand them. And that's another thing that people are lazy and they don't want to do the research. They just want someone to tell them where to put their money. True. And if you are a lazy person, because that is me too, I don't want to do the research <laughs> on different companies. I don't want to look at their chart and, you know, make any estimations or things like that. I don't want to do that. And I'm super upfront about that then maybe an index fund or a mutual fund may be a better option for you. And that's the type of investing I do. And what those types of um, funds are, are basically there is a company that is investing the money for you, but instead of putting it into one individual stock, Mm -hmm. they're putting their, they're spreading your portfolio out across a couple different companies so in an instance like a COVID-19, if one company is going down, then there is nine other buckets in that portfolio that is going to keep it up yeah. or, you know, will stop it from completely falling flat. Yeah. So that is one option. Definitely take advantage of the FinTech that is out here. And I have an entire podcast about FinTech and FinTech apps that I like to use um, with my co-host, Naima. It's called Coding Coin. And we talk about 
all different types of fintech. So fintech is financial technology. Mm-hmm. And there are so many advances, advancements in the technology when it comes to the financial world for people to become investors, to get their feet wet, to figure out, you know, where they want to be and what type of stock investor, if you are interested in that, you know, there are so many different lanes of types of stock investors and there are different strategies. You can have a buy and hold, you can be a day trader, you can be an options trader, you can be a commodity trader. Like when I say people just say the stock market and think it's just (laughs) one thing, there are so many things that you can do within just the stock market. And, you know, you have to sit and take the time to understand the different terminologies and test those kind of things out. Some great resources online. I would definitely follow. I am an investor. Her name is Terry. She is excellent. She's a day trader, and she also trades options, I believe. Um, the IV investor on Instagram, she's okay. super dope, and she's also into cannabis investing if somebody's interested in that. Well, then, you know, uh, a lot of people are interested in that. <laughs> yeah, so she, so she is. She has all of that covered. The Wall Street Trapper is a really great resource, too, for, for beginners especially. And I think he has an entire course to help people get oh, wow. into understanding individual stocks. And then also Building Bread with Kevin Matthews. Um, we're really great friends. He is he was, like, voted one of the top financial advisors. Like, he's super dope and wow. has so many great resources, free and paid. I think he wrote a book and everything about stock investing. So I, and all of these people are black. They're all black people. And if so many resources out here, I just want to, you know, tell people just to not get too discouraged and, you know, start small and take the time to understand what type of trader you are, what type of investor you are, if you are going to put money into the stock market and be, be ready to lose money. That's the other thing. (laughs) And not even on a negative thing. So I use Acorns a lot right now. Yeah. And that's just one 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 platform that I'm just testing out. I I like it so far. It's an investment platform that uses your spare change and you can also, you know, pick your portfolio and put in a specific amount of money every week, which is what I've been doing for the past year. And I think I just started with ten dollars a week. So that's forty dollars a month, right? $40 $40 a month, $10 a week, and that's what I was just doing for, like, about eight months. And nice. I hit, my investments hit up to, like, $750, and I'm not even doing any extra work with it. Oh, and since the crash, I think my portfolio went down to about $600, $600. so I lost almost $150. Wow. And... I'm not panicking. One, because I didn't put any money in that I'm not prepared to lose. True. And again, that goes back to making sure that your savings is stacked. You need to make sure that you already have your savings and all of your bills are paid. Then whatever money you have left, you can you can use that to yeah, invest. Put it because, to work, yeah. Right. At the end of the day, you're not out of a house or home and you have food <laughs> to eat. So that, that disposable income basically is what that is, is open for you to use and invest as you see fit. I, I was worried and about, 
I'm sorry. I was worried about Acorns. You said you can pick your portfolio with Acorns because I always see the commercial, but I was like, I don't want to just throw my money at anything. So you can pick your portfolio? Yeah. Oh, I love Acorns. Acorns is a really, like, out of all of the apps, and I've tried literally almost every single one of the apps, Acorns has been my favorite. Okay. And so when you're choosing your portfolio, you can do an aggressive, like the most is uh, a strictly aggressive portfolio and that's going to be mostly that's going to be all stocks i believe okay. and it's it's again it's basically like an index fund where your money is going to be put into different buckets and then your yeah and then that's like the the most aggressive portfolio you portfolio you can hold and i think that you can also i have mine on like moderately aggressive and then you can be moderately conservative or conservative and Mm -hmm. they'll put in stocks and bonds and a real estate investment fund and trust as well Mm so acorns is an excellent option and then for my spenders if you tend to swipe your card a lot since i don't swipe my card as much anymore (laughs) it's that feature isn't as beneficial but if you swipe your card a lot, if you know that you purchase a lot of things or you swipe in your card, then it actually also invests your spare change. And you can do the roundup. You can multiply your roundup. Like Acorns is a fabulous platform. It's a really easy to use interface. That is probably one of my favorite um, apps that I use and I go like super hard for actually. <laughs> I'm gonna check it out because I always see it. I was like, you know, I don't know if I can trust it, but I'm using your advice. I'm gonna sign up. And actually, that is the the whole purpose of the Code and Coin podcast. And because a lot of people are skeptical, and I'm not gonna, you know, run away from that. A lot of people are skeptical about a lot of the advancements in technology, fintech. You know, using your money to put somewhere else and it's like well I don't really see this person like it's not a person I don't know where my money is going and I'll tell you a lot of these online banks and platforms are FDIC insured so you know you have no worry about that they have federal backing they're also backed by bigger banks and a lot of other great things to help protect your money and you know make sure that you are safe as well Okay. Now, what about Robinhood? You trust it? Have you have you messed with it? Have you tried anything Robin like that? Robinhood? Yeah. I use Robinhood, and Robinhood is an excellent platform okay. for someone who wants to do individual stocks. Okay. Okay, so it is not really made for a person like me, and I've used it. <laughs> I, I use it right now. It's not really created for a person who wants to sit and set it and forget it kind of um, investor. So it's not, it's really not my cup of tea, but what was really special about Robinhood when they first came out was that they gave investors, people like you and me, the opportunity to invest for free. Now, before, if you are going to a stockbroker or something like that, you have to pay a brokerage fee on top of the stocks that you're you're purchasing, right? Mm. So maybe in for an example is um 
let's say Ford. If Ford Ford shares are ten dollars a share, they are not ten dollars a share right now. They are like <laughs> <laughs> like four dollars. Yeah. But besides the point. So if Ford shares are ten dollars a share right now, right? Mm-hmm. Traditionally, I could I would put in an order for ten shares. That's a hundred dollars, and then whatever platform I'm using, be it Charles Schwab's PD Ameritrade, they're going to charge me an extra five dollars or extra thirty dollars to execute or brokerage the deal. Wow! And Robinhood came along and said, "Hey, we're going to give everybody the option to trade for free." Wow, that's so amazing. So that $30 was completely eliminated. And what happened was all the other big banks, so TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, E-Trade, now all of these platforms are giving free commission-free trading now wow. because Robinhood literally destroyed them in that they have <laughs> over 10 million, down, um, 10 million active users and also, I think you get, like, a free stock for signing up or something like that. So, Robinhood is an excellent platform for people who want to do individuals. They're also coming out with fractional shares. So, that is um, for someone who wants to, like, invest in Amazon, right? Amazon is over $1,000 a share. No one who's starting out has $1,000 to waste on one share of Amazon, but you can put $10 in and get a piece of a share of an Amazon and still have your money grow and get more, get the benefits of being invested in Amazon, but not owning a whole share. Yeah. So that is another option. And they also give the option to trade cryptocurrency with be it the Bitcoin and Ethereum coin. But, okay. you know, that's a whole different topic. I actually have a whole episode <laughs> On my podcast, with, uh, um, yeah, I have a whole episode about um, crypto on my podcast, and it's with a fabulous guest um, who is an expert in cryptocurrency. It's a black woman, okay. and it's a super dope conversation. And we were just talking about, you know, how people can really benefit off of cryptocurrency. I am not an expert on that, but she definitely <laughs> is, and she has some really great insight. Great, great. So, how how is your mood? Like, is because you you study this thing, you you teach people, and uh, you're looking at this currency. Are you optimistic about the next year or so, or are you afraid? Like, wow, we could really head into a depression financially. So, I don't want to use the word depression. Maybe we are going into a recession period. Yes. So you're not optimistic. And, <laughs> yeah. and here, here's what it is. I'm, I don't know. I'm not an economist. Yeah. I am just a budgeting expert. But statistically, and this is, you know, some of the NBA coming out, statistically, the stock market recovers. Statistically, the, the stock market has an upward trend. Mm-hmm. It's we are going to go through a low period for some time now. And part of that, the the economy and the stock market had already been going down before COVID-19, and it's going to continue to go on a, on a lower 
scale, it's going to continue to go down because that's what's been happening so far. Okay. But there will be a turn, and there will be a turn for the better, and our economy will regain strength. How long this is going to last, I'm not sure. And that is in um, it's in the best interest for us, you know, as as black people, for us as millennials, as Gen Z, to try to figure out different ways to increase income and to have have more funds available. Definitely. And looking into industries that will not be affected or that have statistically outlasted um, economic downturns. So, like, for me personally, I work in defense, like I said, and defense is not going anywhere. No, no, that's that's (laughs) recession-proof. You know? (laughs) And it's it's not the most fun industry. I'm not, like, I'm not going to lie about that, but it's not going anywhere. It's a very um, safe, industry the financial industry can be very volatile True. Um, the service industry we're seeing with COVID-19 can literally crumble so understanding different ways that you can make money online make money make your money work for you all of those things all those skills should be you know trying should be worked on not and it doesn't have to be today you don't have to drop everything and figure out how to be an investor or how to make an online business but that should be something that is on your mind some type of way and not even you know actively working into the business again you can be an investor into someone else's business and understanding how those things work as well true now here's here's my my question my last question before i let you go should okay. should everyone have a budget? Like, because there's people who's working McDonald's. Should everybody have a budget? Everybody should have a financial plan. Hmm. And here's why. And because I don't even call my things budgets because one, you know, ninety percent of people will tell you that budgets are necessary right mm-hmm. and maybe around like 85 percent of people i believe say that they have a budget 70 percent of those people who say they have a budget cannot stick to one mm-hmm. and that is why i created the financial flow that's why i created like i have a workbook on my website that teaches you how to create a money system and Instead of a budget, because okay. budgeting, a budget is a thing. A system is a breathing engine, right? Think of like a car. Mm-hmm. And when your car is running, you know it's right. And then maybe something lights up on the dashboard and the light up is not the, it's not the car breaking down right then and there. It's warning you to let you know, like, hey, there's something wrong with this system. And that's what I strive to create. I created a system instead of a budget. Okay. Because if you if you only have a budget, you know, you are kind of 
on the outside looking into your money. And if you are having a system, you're on the inside of your money. You're understanding how your money flows from the time you get your paycheck to the last to the time you swipe your card. Hmm. You're inside of the you're inside of the system looking out to make sure that there are no red flags. And if there is a red flag, you're able to, you know, put the fire out before it crushes your system. Mm. So I am all for someone having a financial plan and having a money system and not so much of just a budget. Okay. Thank you so much. Oh, let everybody know how they can get the system, how they can find you, how they can listen to code and coins. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, and I will send you all the links so you can, you know, drop it in the show notes. Okay. Definitely. But definitely. You- you can follow me at the bougie budgeter. Bougie is spelled B O U J I E because bougie with a G looks like boogie to me. <laughs> so, um, the bougie budgeter everywhere. Bougiebudget.com is my website where you can go ahead and download your free, your not free. Um, it is paid, <laughs> but I do have a, I have a free version of the financial flow that you are definitely welcome to download as well. Okay. But if you want a little bit of more insight and understanding of why things, why I say to set up the system the way I set it up and how to look at your money, then I will go ahead and purchase the workbook. Okay. And it is it is forty dollars on my website, but for your listeners, um, let's say we can if they type in the code average. Okay. Code average, you can get it for nineteen ninety five and that is just because I want everyone to really get understand their finances and start working to creating a money system that helps them thrive, not just, you know, survive. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I hope everybody jumps on it because I'm about to jump on it myself. So uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. And thank you so much for inviting me. No problem. Man, there you have it. That was my convo with Michael James, the bougie budgeter. A lot of fun. Great, great, great information. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys take advantage of her workbooks and her budgeting plans and all of that and help you learn the systems of money. Please take advantage of it, especially since she's giving out a discount to all of my listeners. So check out check out her website, bougiebudgets.com. Uh, everything's going to be in the show notes, so you can just click there and uh, check it out and hit her up. Please support her. She's giving a lot of great information. Of course, you can hit her up on your own if you got your own individual questions, and uh, she'll definitely be willing to help you guys out. So thanks again for your continued support. Once again, check out the new website, IHateAverage.com. We're still updating it, but that's going to be the new website where you're going to get all the information and all the new episodes. All right, so thank you guys again. I'll talk to you guys next week.